You're now listening to The Electrical Current, a podcast series brought to you by the independent electrical contractors. Welcome to the IEC National Podcast Series, The Electrical Current. I'm your host for this show, IEC National CEO Spencer Villalock. During this podcast series, we will talk with folks throughout America that helped to make the electrical and systems contracting industry truly great. Today, our featured guest is Phil Santoro. Phil is the U.S. Contractor Segment Manager at Schneider Electric, and he's based out of Nashville, Tennessee. Phil has been a leader in the industry for well over two decades, and in recent years, Phil has been active in the IEC National Association as a platinum partner and supporter, as well as a champion and trustee on our IEC Foundation where Schneider has been a huge supporter to their mission, including donating hundreds of thousands of dollars of equipment to the student laboratories in our 50 IEC training campuses across the country. I'm just scratching at the surface, but without further ado, I'd like to uh, welcome you, Phil, to the IEC National Podcast Series Electrical Current. Thank you for that introduction. Wow, that was great. Yeah. All right. So we're we're over and done, and we'll just wrap it up. And yeah. <laughs> there you go. No. No. Again, I, I think I'm just scratching the surface a little bit. And 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 thank you again for for uh, taking your time to to share um, your story with us today. And and thank you for thank everything you, that you you do for the the industry and the association. Um, yeah, I appreciate the invite. Great. Great. Well, let's uh, let's let's hear a little bit about. Um, your background, you know, what, tell us, um, let's start way back, you know, tell us a little bit about where you grew up and, and, and kind of uh, help to lead us closer to, uh, to where you find yourself today. Sure, yeah, no, I was uh, born and raised in Metro Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, I started out my Square D Schneider Electric career there back in 1994 while I was going to college. I literally started with Square D when I was 19 years old, just wow. getting ready to turn 20, uh, going to school at night. For engineering, um, after a couple of years in that role, went to become an outside sales rep with some pretty large contractors in the market. Developed some pretty solid relationships, but also uh, while working with those contractors, um, I spent a lot of time in the field with them to better understand where their pain points were yeah. and seeing if I can help eliminate that. You know, I see it more of a true of a partnership versus you know just selling an offer and uh, walking away. So yeah. like you said earlier, it was a relationship type of business. Mm-hmm. I definitely believed in that. Oh, so. terrific. Terrific. So, uh, 05, I, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. No, and then 05 had the opportunity to move to Nashville okay. to take a pricing ma- price management role, um, which uh, helped my career, uh, but also drove a lot of visibility into um, our business, not only from a pricing perspective, but also developing more relationships outside of not only the Metro Detroit market, but all over the southern region and then some of the eastern region, too. Gotcha. So that was a pretty wow. good move. And then now I'm in my current position as contractor segment manager. And pretty much my main goals here is to be an advocate on both ends, an advocate for the contractor on where are their pain points and where the, where do they see, where you all see the trends coming mm-hmm. uh, in the market. And then for me to voice back out, um, here's where you can drive efficiency. Here's where mm-hmm. technology is going. This is what you should be looking at, mm-hmm. you know, around the horizon. Terrific. That's terrific. That's 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 absolutely wonderful. And and I mean, we'll we'll touch on some of the technology pieces because then yeah, that's that's um you know just continuing to be a, a tremendous influence within the industry. And and you have a, a great background within that. I want to I want to rewind a little bit. And and so yeah, grew up in Detroit. 
Um, and, uh, and, and so big family, small family or. Yeah, I have a small family. Uh-huh. Most of my family, both my parents are immigrants. My uh-huh. dad is from Brazil. My mom is from, uh, or my dad's from Italy. My mom mm-hmm. is from Brazil. Okay. Um, so I have one sister, a couple of cousins, and that's pretty much it. All my family live either in Europe or in South America. Gotcha. Wow. Wow. So lots of friends though that are family though, that are considered family. Understood. 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 That's great. And, and um, do you have a lot of family back still in the Detroit area after you guys relocated to Nashville in, in 05? Actually, just uh, two cousins and my sister. That's basically we moved my mom down this past year to Nashville. Okay, and she loves the better weather. Uh huh. I can I can imagine. Yeah, the the, the winters in in Detroit uh, something to uh, something something yeah not to write home about. I guess huh? right. <laughs> unless you snowmobile. When I took up snowmobiling, then yeah. the uh, winters became shorter. Yeah, it it changes your perspective when you actually do yes. something with that uh, that fluffy white wet stuff that's all on the ground, isn't it? Yeah. That's true. Interesting. Um, well, cool, cool. And and so, yeah, 19 years old. You were still in school when you joined up with Schneider. Is that right? That's correct. Wow, wow. And and your your degree is in, is it electrical engineering or, or what kind of engineering is it? it? It would be background of electrical engineering. Yes. Okay, an EE. Okay, great, great. Excellent, excellent. So, I mean, you really, you've really had uh, the 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 bulk of your career, the or uh, the, the entirety of your career has been with Schneider. So you have known ins and outs in several different perspectives, um, and and seen a lot of a lot of changes uh, from from uh, you know the the industry over the course of that time. I'd imagine. Oh sure, sure. Yeah. Especially the short and lead time cycle on a project is yeah. a key piece. Let alone then technology is another yeah another piece. So Let, let's let's jump into the 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 lead time piece. Yeah, explain a little bit about that. I mean, what what have you seen of the demands and, and the the changing landscape within that? I've seen that uh, owners and general contractors. Well, the demand from the owners mm-hmm. are shortening the lead times of these projects, which definitely puts a um, you know strain not on just manufacturing, mm-hmm. but just uh, the need for. Uh, workers electricians out on the on the field and coordination yep. between one job site and another job site just to continually hold a schedule and or progress in a schedule you know one little delay that you have could really throw off an, an entire project absolutely you know? absolutely so that's one one key piece definitely i've seen uh, yeah trend over the years yeah yeah and 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 yeah is that that pinch point is continuing to pinch if you will um, you know as, as we continue to have those demands too and and that's part of part of your role now too is is helping to identify some of those those pain points and and then working to uh, provide solutions back it's and um, let's yeah let's talk a little bit about um, the technology piece as well before we, we um, fast forward into into um, you know where where you're at now and things that you're seeing in, in the industry and different trends and changes um, technology and, and and you know Schneider is is uh, long been um, a leader uh, in the world um, for for um, you know technological advancement um, within a number of different areas. Um, what what are what are some uh, some milestones that you've seen uh, throughout your career, Phil? That that you could share of things that you, you've really seen as as game changers or uh, or things that you've really gotten excited about uh, in in the realm of technology and and how it affects uh, the electrical construction industry. Um, I definitely have seen. Uh, advancements in uh, equipment 
definitely mm-hmm. be uh, not only going from you know your standard you know if, you, if, you, if we even date ourselves back you used yeah. to have the open style safety switch then right to the closed safety switch and then the circuit breaker was the next best thing and now you look at advancements in technology where breakers are electronic mm-hmm. you can connect to them whether it's uh wired up to your laptop or a tablet device and or wirelessly operate your breaker from a distance of 40 feet away yeah and uh, yeah. not only that but you know, we just came out with a breaker where if the breaker fails, um, you can get and there's no power going to the control unit or the trip unit of that breaker. You can just take your phone uh, mm-hmm. with near field communication and get the uh, information right off the breaker as to um, hmm. the parameters of why it failed. No kidding. You know, imagine that. Yes. Wow. Wow. So, uh, you know, really driving down the amount of time it requires to troubleshoot. And then when you look at the connectability of all these, all, all this equipment, and you can mm-hmm. push that information to the cloud, which is what I'd like to touch upon. You can even look at predictive and preventative type of uh, maintenance out there, where you can uh, set alarms and mm-hmm. go address the situation before it even becomes before it even before it even happens. Right, right. Interesting, interesting. Because, because yeah, because the the interconnectivity, and, and I'm, I'm assuming yeah, you're, you're also it somewhat relates back to Internet of Things, if I. I would imagine, um, and in the interconnected world that we live in, that that you have enough data to be able to then analyze to yeah be predictive, and that's mm-hmm. that's amazing. That's amazing. That's that's a tremendous tool um, for for the owners and and occupants of buildings, as well as in the contracting industry. Um, right. Wow. Wow. Um, well, that that indeed, yeah, that's very exciting um, on on that piece, and that's that's a reality. That's not uh, George Jetson. Uh, that's <laughs> that's that's the reality of of where we're at in in the industry today. Yeah, you know, if I if one of the top three questions I get from contractors because I think we can agree, you know, Square D brand and Schneider Electric brand is very strong in the market. There's a lot of loyalty behind it, uh, but one of the top three questions I get is, what can we do to help? increase their revenue stream, increase their profitability. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, and my question back to them is what are you doing from the traditional scope of business uh, and where are you investing in to become more digitally connected hmm. with your customers mm-hmm. and going above and beyond just the traditional, Hey, we're bidding a project, we install it, we commission it, turn it over to the owner and, and walk away. What are we doing to stay connected with them? And that's mm-hmm. where I think there's a huge value. Um, a huge opportunity in which an electrical contractor can truly transform their business and become less of a traditional contractor, but become more of a solution provider. Hmm. Uh, you know, and there's a more long-term vision. And uh, me personally, sees more of a uh, sprained hold and and a business staying open during slower times. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Could could you elaborate a touch on that too, and like maybe uh, you know, like try and provide a, a real world example that a, a contractor would relate with as as to that additional value add that they could uh, they could take on with with their owner or the the um, their customer. Yeah, you know, as the the what we see in the industry is uh, everything is becoming more connected. As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, there's been some published statistics out there where. Um, Digital generation will be 75% of the workforce by 2025. Hmm. There's going to be 10 times more of the connected devices than what we have today by 2025. You know, we look from a consumer standpoint, we're extremely connected. Whether you have a Fitbit, yep. a, a vehicle, you don't have a Ford Flex that's connected. Um, even there's even apparel that's connected today. 
why isn't that evolving as quickly in the um, commercial space? Well, it's starting. The transformation is happening as we speak. Mm-hmm. So when we look at that, we are seeing. You know, when, when the most one of the most important advantages of this connected technology is driving safety with an owner, um, efficiency, and making sure the overall uptime of their facility is critical to their entire operation. And of course, if something happens, any of those three, th- three things happen, it affects their bottom line. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, a clear example would be uh, with the with new technology that's happening today, and it, and it is in, our, in the, a lot of our industry's products, if a electrical contractor took it a step further and connected those products, offered the solution, pushed the information to the cloud, now they can provide some type of services plan to right. not only uh, monitor their uh, system, but also it provides a revenue stream when an alarm or some uh, there's a specific scope that mm-hmm. they can discuss. Now they can go out there and say, all right, Mr. or Mrs. Customer, uh, this is what's happening in your system. I need a PO for this many hours for this many people to go address this issue. Right. Or right. have you thought about uh, this is your power usage. This is how I think we can optimize your efficiency. Right. You know, right. or better yet, one of our customers came to us. Oh, actually, two examples. One of our customers had said uh, when they, with this type of technology, instead of having an emotional discussion on where budgets should be allocated for the next year or two on a, let's say, a campus, let's take a college campus. Now they have factual data saying instead of investing in building A, we really need to be investing in building B because look mm. at all the issues we've had over the past year. So they really become an advisor right. instead of just an installer, a right. installer. They become an advisor. Right. And secondly, another electrical contractor who's adopting this has stated it's really uh, provided them a lot of uh, benefits from an efficiency standpoint. You know, we all agree there's you know there's your uh, electricians mm. that have maybe one to five years experience and then mm-hmm. there's your 20 to 40 year person that goes out to the job site because right. the issue at hand really require that 20 to 40 year person or can you send one technician or electrician out there to go address the issue mm-hmm. so you know do you send your a crew or your b crew out there to right. go address that right right so it really drives that interesting that's fascinating that's well that, that's that's terrific because yeah I, I could see the the application in, in several different areas and and as, as you mentioned with the the example with the yeah, um you know Building A, building B piece. It, it provides more data to um, for yeah to to take away some of the the subjectivity and create more objectivity around uh, decision making. Um, so it, it you know it's invaluable uh, a piece like that yes. back to the owner, um, and that's information that we really didn't 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 have access to, uh, <laughs> or or right. or didn't pay attention to as much as we. Could have potentially without the, the the technology that's that's worked its way into our lives. Um, right. So yeah, this it's it's fascinating. And, and yeah, you mentioned that you know the digital generation um, and, and interconnectedness you know going up substantially um, from yeah from the the entire world around us is is interconnected and continues to grow that way. Um, so so yeah, the commercial space is taking on um, that adoption curve, and and we're going to see see more of it, and and we're in the thick of it, and it's. It's also the 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 technology is is advancing so rapidly too that that even in the duration of some of our our projects, you know, I, I think like you know three or four year or five year uh, hospital projects, say for example, um, you know, the technology 
from the start of that job as to what what uh, you know when when it's going to occupancy at the at the back end, it, it's just increasing so rapidly as well. It's it's truly amazing. And you know what's great about some of this technology mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is it's not it's it's not rocket science to install. Yeah, I, mean, uh, I think not only us but in our competitors in the industry, they're really trying to make it. Uh, simple to install. So once it's installed, all you have to do is, rec- you know, turn on your Bluetooth um, and you know, recognize the equipment and just push the information to the cloud. The commissioning of it is is evolving to be become more simpler and simpler than ever. It's like you know, you buy a new device. Let's say you buy a new Bluetooth speaker. All you do is you turn the Bluetooth on your phone and it gets automatically recognized. Yeah, identify it, so, pair with it, and then yeah, the the rest is is somewhat automated. It's amazing. That's amazing. Um, well, that's that's great. And how, I'm curious, you know, how do you how do you keep up with the, the changing trends in, in technology, um, both both personally as, as well as then, um, you know, what what I, I imagine there's a lot of uh, corporate news and internal corporate um, um, focal points on, on uh, the changing and uh, changes in trends and and things like that. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of curious, yeah, how you keep uh, your finger on the pulse as to to what's happening in, in trends to be able to then you know stay at uh, at the pinnacle of your game yeah you know that's that's pretty funny that you mentioned that because uh of course there's a lot of things that happen internally mm-hmm. but there's so much going on with social media that um uh, you know you, you just connect with a couple of groups in social media and there you go you know there's a lot of information being traded back and forth between interesting contractors yeah. electrician codes and standards depending you know where you want to focus your emphasis on right. so i still I get a lot of my information from there and, and certain publications that you get digitally. Um, and then from a personal aspect, to be honest, it's just the, the group of friends that I have that are engineers, mm-hmm. uh, you know, where it's like, hey, look at look at this device that came out. Or, yeah. you know, do we really need, do you need a Fitbit or do you need an, uh, an, uh, you know, an Apple Watch? You know, yeah. which, which of the two? So uh, it's just the network of people from a personal aspect. But there's so much information, just Facebook alone. There's yeah. so many different groups that I get a lot of my codes and standards uh, information or, or knowledge just by following a, a couple of groups in there and interesting. really learn a lot. Interesting. So you're saying there's value in social media other than uh, just the, the, the thumb scroll. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yes, there can be. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, uh, it's where you look for information and how you access the information. But, but yeah, I think that yeah, online there's a lot of great um, forums and groups uh, that, that focus on um, changing trends and and as with anything, I mean, there's there's a lot of white noise that's out there too. But but um, you you can uncover and and uh, turn over a lot of rocks and find a lot of gems in there. Um, so that that's great. That's great. Um, what's a typical day look like for you, Phil? I'm curious, or or is there a typical day? Um, I suppose is the first question. Uh, that's funny. I would say there isn't a typical day. <laughs> I, you know, I can. I would say where my typical day I, that I could give you is probably back when I was when I was an outside sales rep. Yeah. Where I, I I adjusted to the hours that an, uh, a, a typical electrical contractor would mm-hmm. work. Wake right. up early. Uh, probably up before. I'm definitely up before five in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, ready by six six thirty. Uh, answering emails. Um, my typical workday is definitely seven to four, seven to five. But yep. of course, you know, with the relationships of after being 25 years in this business, it's not uncommon to get 
a uh, an evening phone call or late night phone call, whether it's uh, just to catch up or mm-hmm. it's like, hey, I need a favor, I can't get a hold of somebody, right? Um, right. And I need I need a service technician out of my job site to uh, set a breaker for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, but I, like you said, the relationship piece is what I really value uh, in this industry, and um, you know, today. My typical workday is still from seven to four, but then there's a lot of, I'd say about 30 to 40% travel in there too. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And are you traveling, you're traveling across the entire United States is, is, uh, is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. That yep. is correct. Excellent. And when you, when you travel, do you, are you meeting with different contractors out there in the field or are you, you're meeting with, uh, you're going to different conferences or all of the above? Yeah. I think it's all of the above, uh, whether it's, uh, customers, mm-hmm. Um, committees, uh, events. Uh, There's a blend. So some of them are internal uh, travel too, and and it all really the groundwork is based upon what you know what's in it for the electrical contractor. So if it's some type of benefit that I can help a customer out, definitely out there. If it's something to advance, you know, IEC definitely there. If it's something uh, internal, uh, you know, from a business plan, uh, definitely an area of focus. Excellent. Excellent. That's great. That's great. Um, you know, I, I can just, this is, this can maybe sound like a silly question because I can, I can sense, and, and we've known each other for a, a number of years now, Phil, and, and you're very passionate about the industry and, and passionate about your career. But, but what is it that, you know, when you, when you wake up at, at 5 a.m. and, and, uh, what is it that really gets you jazzed about the day ahead? That's a good question. There's probably, there's there's several things. Is mm-hmm. you know what kind of difference can I make yep. uh, in somebody's business uh, when it, when things become personal? Once you get to know a customer, things right. become personal, and you're trading. Right. Uh, I don't want to say trading information, but just uh, running things by your peers in mm-hmm. the industry. Hey, mm-hmm. what do you think about this? What you should do about that? Or I'm having this issue. Yes. And it affects not only them but the people that it helps the people that are working for them. And, yes. Uh, makes them more profitable. Mm-hmm. That's where I, I would see, see the passion. Anything that helps evolve a customer from point A to point B, and that they can benefit from, I would say is the is the big uh, big piece for me. That's terrific. That's terrific. Yeah, as you mentioned, yeah, you said you know relationships are, are, are critical and important to you, and and I that makes perfect sense. And you know, if providing the service um, to be able to advance. Uh, those individuals and, and their businesses and, and everyone that they they support and represent. Um, right. That's great. That's great. Um, is, is there someone in, in your life, uh, in your professional career, um, that has really left an impact on you or, or someone that you you deeply admire or look up to? Oh, yes. Um, I would say as uh, I was going into this industry, they're not directly related to the industry, but you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you ever read, read the uh, book Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Hmm. No, uh, I'm not familiar. You, know, you, ha- you have a, yeah. you know, it's a, it's from a uh, perspective of, hey, you know, I have my 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 real dad that's blood related, teaches mm-hmm. me the ropes, you know, be honest, integrity, et cetera, et cetera. And then you have, are you, and they're considered your poor dad in the sense of, hey, they're teaching you the core values of life. And then you have your rich dad that tells you, hey, this is what you need to do to uh, become successful. Mm-hmm. In a sense, so yep. I have uh, a person that I'm very close with up in the Detroit market. That I, um, before I went into the electrical industry, um, I have a re- uh, some real estate background mm-hmm. too. That uh, it t- even today is still a coach and mentor for me, and just uh, life in general. Yeah. Yes, um, and it's always a, a positive aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 
either you're running too fast or you're running too slow. You know, it's always that level of advice and, you know, go beyond the financial impact of somebody's having, but what impact are you having on that person from long-term, you know, it might be the littlest thing you've done for them and it means nothing to you, but they'll remember that 30 years down the road. Right, right, right. The, 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 the bits of wisdom that, that are shared or, or imparted that just hit you at the right, right place, right time, you know, um, yeah, that's that's amazing. Well, yeah, you've, and I'll, I'll, I've written that down too. So, Rich Dad Poor Dad is the name of the book. Yes. Is that right? Wow. Yes, yes, it's a, it's a classic out there. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's not rich necessarily in finance. Of course, right. the person, the story was yes, but it doesn't mean that they have to be rich financially. It's just, right. Uh, you know, how can they help you guide you? And enrichment of the life experience. Yes. And yeah, Correct. yeah. Interesting, interesting. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. Um, and and yeah, that that sounds like a. a a plethora of, of wisdom um, within that piece too. Um, let's let's talk about the next couple of years in the electrical contracting industry. Um, you know, we've gone through a lot of change. We're still in the midst of a lot of change and a lot of technology and a lot of a lot of challenges as well. You know, uh, you mentioned a little bit earlier too, like the wor- workforce related pieces. Those are always kind of there. Um, where what where do you think the industry is going in the next couple of years? What are going to be a, a couple of the key key issues or, or key uh, discussion topics or things that, that uh, contractors need to to be aware of from your your perspective? I, I still think like we talked earlier, it's definitely IoT, mm-hmm. definitely one piece, and then also I'm probably a little bit closer around. Um, I have a passion for the codes and safety yes, side yeah. of the business. So yeah. when we look at IoT, and if you look at, there's a various, there's a ton of articles that are really good out there and studies that say, hey, where's this landscape going? Is it here to stay? And definitely IoT is there. And the good thing is when you read these articles, the electrical contractor is in the best place to make the smallest investment to get to where they need to go to be connected with their customers. It's almost hmm. like, the investment is literally, at least you know, in some programs that you look out there, is nothing outside of training your people to commission and uh, read the reporting that's already pre-done for you out mm-hmm. there. I mean, if you have a tablet or a smartphone, you've got the tools needed. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of um, selling the solution to your customer, but it's not that difficult because a lot of the equipment that's being sold today can be digitally connected. It's just what software just needs to apply to it. And the software is not as costly as it used to be mm-hmm. years ago, like back in the day, right. 15 years ago. So it's definitely uh, something that's advantageous for anybody that wants even a glimpse as to what's going on in their system. So they're really in the right frame of mind. And and when a contractor starts to get in this place, they start to evolve. Right. I mean, they're, they're, they, they become less like a contractor, more like a solution and or let's say system integrators so because mm-hmm. not only do you look at power distribution on the monitoring scale but that's a great place to start to get into the business mm-hmm. then you start getting into security building management systems because there's a lot of small medium buildings out there right. where there is a, either a facility advisor but not a facility maintenance crew mm-hmm. to really um, work on everything mm-hmm. and or there might be a facility a technician out on you know out on site but not a facility manager and the the electrical contractor is in the space day in and day out they see these issues that arise mm-hmm. why not instead of being reactive let's be proactive, proactive. and start addressing the markets they're already right. out there right you know what you know or they're they have some type of services contract where they're doing thermal monitoring once or twice a year mm-hmm. well you know now with this technology you can do it 24 7 right right you know, and provide additional value there so you know you look at the space if i were to invest it would be definitely 
get into the services end of the business. Mm-hmm. If you have a services end, great to start evolving that piece. If not, um, you know, I would say that's probably a place to go because you look at, uh, the, I want to say, some of the more happier co- contractor owners I mm-hmm. see have a good services division because there's a lot of profit in, in that side of the business mm-hmm. for electrical contractors. Wow. So um, I think that's definitely a place to go. And then on the other end, um, you know, you look at uh, codes and standards and what's happening with uh, with some of the focuses on safety mm-hmm. and how techno- technology is involved. You're starting to see things where breakers are, it can be done via Bluetooth technology. Therefore, right. somebody doesn't have to suit up in a, you know, a specific category. Right. They can be 40 feet away and, uh, you know, uh, um, energized safe, yeah. or de-energized yeah. breaker. Uh, you know, they can they can uh, get some either thermal sensing or some type of sensing or some type of reading off the equipment uh, mm-hmm. without even opening up. And or I've even seen stuff where there's discussion of um, – you know, virtual reality or augmented reality to where you can stand in front of a piece of equipment mm-hmm. and be able to open doors and see what's inside the equipment without even suiting up and imagine being able to troubleshoot, at least in your mind, right. see what's behind that door before even opening up and kind of uh, looking at, well, this is where the issue could Assess, be. Now yeah, when I do yeah. suit up, I can go in there and spend half the time of going in the areas I need. I think I need to go to, right. to go, right. um, you know, correct an, an issue. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's amazing. And yeah, you, you, you've had a lot of background in, in, uh, in the code and safeties arena, um, in, in recent years too, and, and, and getting into that piece or codes and standards and, and safety, I'm sorry. Um, and, and you've, I think you've, yeah, you've written a couple of articles and regarding safety, um, as well, which are, are great resources back for the industry. But, but that piece of, yeah, the piece of the, the virtual reality or, or being able to, you know, see beyond the dimension in front of you to anticipate what, yeah, and, and troubleshoot before the the uh, the old tried and tested troubleshooting would begin. Um, just to helps to keep keep uh, keep technicians and, and keep professionals um, safe in a different way than than what was allowed or what we had at our fingertips um, just a few years back. Truly amazing. Oh, yes. That's true. Wow! Wow! Talking about imparting knowledge and and, and uh, things of that nature. If if you uh, you know knowing what you know now, Phil, um, and and you had a chance to go back and, and talk to your 19 year old self um, as you were um, studying and, and working towards your your degree and and um, you know just getting your first start at Schneider. Is there anything that you'd you'd impart? One or two things that you would impart uh, to that younger version of yourself? Um, any wisdom that you'd be able to pass on if if you had that opportunity? I would, one of my core things would be uh, relationship is key mm-hmm. for sure, mm-hmm. especially in this business. Relationship is definitely key. And then secondly, I would say don't be afraid to take, to take some risks. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I would say those are probably the, the couple things because mm-hmm. uh, including myself, I, I'm a little bit more on the uh, um risk conservative side yep, yep. cautious uh, yep, but the risk sure. side, yeah and but you only learn by taking risks mm-hmm. and making mistakes but then right. also some of them become very successful for yourself and i know right. that when i do have some of these discussions with close contractor friends i have uh there's either issues of they hold they they're they want to do things themselves and and, mm-hmm. and don't delegate um by del- through delegation i definitely see that they can 
offload some things and then go grow the business mm -hmm. or secondly go make the investment or at least try something out to see if it becomes tangible for not only for you but your business mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. as the business evolve business climate evolves the traditional way of doing business um is going to change more rapidly yep yep understood understood yeah the, the yeah, I think yeah, caution and, and the, the risk risk aversion. I think is is what you stated too. Yeah, you're, you're right. You know, that, that when we take risks, it gives the opportunity for growth and expansion and and learning. You know, we're going to learn one way or another um, when we take a, a risk. And and um, yeah, and to not be afraid to to take a risk at times. You know, and, and you know have what? that confidence. Yeah. And on the digital front, uh -huh. uh, especially with the younger generation, yeah. when it comes to the training side, they get it. They're mm -hmm. in it day mm -hmm. in and day out. So, uh, you know, give some, you know, there, there should be a lot of confidence, even though it might not be uh, pertaining to electrical. When they get into that space and get that training, let's say on IoT, yeah. it's it's going to be similar to what they're used to today from mm -hmm. a consumer standpoint. So, right. And they'll be asking questions. So it's not these this black um you know arena that you, box, this dark arena yeah. that you yeah, yeah. that you this dark arena where you can't see it's it's actually more visible so just place a little bit of um ownership and, mm -hmm. and confidence and i think it'll transform that's terrific that's terrific you want it to be. yeah yeah that's excellent that's excellent phil what do you do for fun oh that's a well, right now with three kids, ah. eight years, I spent a lot of time <laughs> with them. But yep, yep, definitely, good for you. Uh, definitely like to travel, yeah. I would say, uh, whether it's myself and my wife yeah. and or my family. Yeah. Um, I like to ride uh, when possible mm -hmm. um, and or um, definitely a gearhead with cars. Yep, so, yep, gotcha. Uh, those are probably my hobbies. Outside of, you know, the, you, what you and I discussed earlier, getting yeah. ready to uh, garden here yep. because it's spring is around the corner. That's well, right. Here, but That's right. Warmer weather is around the corner. Absolutely, absolutely. And remind me, uh, ages of your your children now? Seventeen-year-old uh -huh. daughter Santina. She's getting ready to go to college uh, in the fall at, mm -hmm. at Western Kentucky. And mm -hmm. then I got Ariana, who's a freshman in high school right now. I think she's going to be my trades person. She Terrific. loves to work with her hands. Um, definitely likes carpentry. Trying mm -hmm. to get her mindset on the electrical space and then my son yes. phil who's in eighth grade and he's big into uh soccer and football and um they're all i, I gotta say i'm pretty lucky I'm, yeah. I, I'm not that parent that says no not my kids yep. but i've got pretty good kids so that's that's great i'm, I'm lucky on that that's great so. well they've got a great father as well so oh, thank you terrific and and uh riding do you mean uh, uh cycling or or motorcycling Motorcycle. Motorcycle. Okay. Motorcycle. We, what yes. what kind of motorcycle do you have, or or uh, what kind of motorcycles I, do you yeah. have? <laughs> I, I had, uh, you know, whether it was sport bike or Harley, I've, yeah. I've ridden the two. Right now, I'm without one, but currently mm -hmm. in the market looking for one. Ah, but so when I do travel, I do try to take the opportunity to rent one. Yeah. And leverage it but it's been about a year since i've had um oh. anything consistent so yeah it's a matter of uh waiting for the right gotcha gotcha are you I'm are you looking, looking for another harley or what are you looking for no probably yeah. going back into the sport bike sport bike um, okay yes yeah, but not like your full you know what they call crotch rocket, crotch rocket so sure. more sport yeah. touring out there I guess gotcha I say sport touring yeah. something a little bit more comfortable yep yep something a little bit more upright and but yet yeah, uh yeah yeah got, got plenty to get up and go too I tell you what, the Harley's a great motorcycle, though. It I is. Know, it's a great, it's definitely iconic. 
That's yeah, for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. It's a it's a beautiful beautiful engineering and and uh, beautiful thing. Uh, everything that it represents. So, well, that's great. Well, well, Phil, um, I really want to thank you again for for taking the time to um, to share your story with us. It's it's uh, just a pleasure to chat with you today. Um, thank you, and and thanks for everything that you do for IEC, everything you do for the industry, and and just thanks for being a, a great human being and a great friend and a great supporter. Yeah, no, I really appreciate your support and uh, the com- side conversations that we have. I really appreciate our friendship that we have and our peer-to-peer interactions that we have, too, on the business end. Absolutely, absolutely. We'll, we'll, we'll continue those in, in the months and years ahead, my friend. Yes, sounds good. Good, good. Thank you, Spencer. Thank you. And thanks to all of our listeners out there. This has been another installment of the IEC podcast series, The Electrical Current. You can check us out at ieci.org, and if you're interested in career opportunities within the electrical and systems industry, jump over to myelectriccareer.com. That's myelectriccareer.com to learn more and start on your path to achieve your dreams.